You're listening to the Speechy Side Out podcast, episode number seven. Today we are joined by Hallie Sherman of Speech Time Fun. Hallie is an SLP and genius when it comes to low or no prep activities. She has been an inspiration to all busy SLPs who aspire to make speech time fun. In this episode, we discuss Hallie's tips for keeping older students motivated, her top five no prep activity ideas, streamlining social media, and even her favorite Bravo housewife. You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast with Kim and Vanita. Just two SLPs in a pod who love their field and supporting fellow SLP bosses. This podcast will cover the flip side of traditional speech and language therapy so you get inspired and learn from experts in the field. Here are your hosts. When they are not working together on their social book series, Lou Knows What to Do, Vanita can be found traveling or drinking matcha lattes. Kim can be found running marathons or fueling her coffee addiction to function as a mom to a preschooler and an infant. Together, they are serving up some informative and fun topics in Speechy Side Up. Hey everybody, Kim and Vanita here. Welcome to the Speechy Side Up podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. You can also follow us on Instagram at Speechy Side Up, S-P-E-E-C-H-I-E-S-I-D-E-U-P. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the original Miss Speechy, Hallie Sherman of Speech Time Fun. Hallie, thank you so much for joining us today. It is such an honor to have you on the show. I thought it was great when you posted on Instagram a picture of you and some of the attendees from the speech retreat, and you said something like, see, I told you I'm real. (laughs) And I think that's how most of us attending the speech retreat felt, not only towards you, but the other gals as well. You've been such a pioneer in our field and bringing the SLP community together since you started your blog and TPT store back in 2012. I think I can speak on behalf of other SLPs in saying that you are a genius when it comes to low or no prep activities and have been an inspiration (laughs) to all busy SLPs who aspire to make speech time fun. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your journey has been, and what you do today? Sure. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, As you guys have mentioned, I am a school-based SLP, and I am working currently primarily with fifth and sixth grade students, but I have worked with students from preschool through high school um, in my career so far. Um, And when I started working with this age group, I realized right away um, what a challenge it could be. Um, My caseload is pretty high. I have a caseload of about 65 students. And on top of that, um, I... I struggled to find my groove, my purpose, you know, in the school building with this age group. Um, You know, a lot of my colleagues didn't understand what I do. They thought I was working on the R sound still all day. Um, And then on top of it, my students were just not motivated to be there. They were embarrassed. My therapy room was across the hall from the gym. So all the students lining up to go to gym saw them inside my room and they would hide. (laughs) And they just, they hated me for taking them. And I needed to do something different. And so on top of it, of all the behavioral issues that I had, my activities were either too easy, too boring, too difficult. I couldn't figure out what to do with this group of students. Um, So I realized right away I had to learn more about the academic needs of this age group. I had to partner up with, you know, the reading specialists, some special ed teachers who can help, you know, train me a little bit about what 
this age group is expected in their classroom. Um, and I need to find different ways to motivate them and keep myself motivated or I was going to just go home and cry every day. <laughs> uh, and I didn't want to do that. I was still too young in my career. Um, and I worked too hard to get that job. I didn't want to leave it. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to land a Long Island school-based job. I really hard. So I, I, I couldn't just say I'm going to go find something else. Let me go find a preschool job. I needed to, I needed to make it work. Um, so like Tim Gunn would say, make it work, right? <laughs> um, so after some time, I realized that if I made the activities a little bit more fun, yet challenging just enough that they realized why they were there and how I could help them, it can be a win-win for all. I would not have the behavior issues, they would enjoy coming, and I would enjoy being there as well. And I would see the success and find my purpose in the building. Um, and at that time, this was, you know, six, I'm, just, I'm now in that school, this would be my ninth year. So there was nothing out there, even on Teachers Pay Teachers, Pinterest, there was nothing out there for the older age group. And there was really limited on just speech in general. Like if you got, went on Pinterest, there was nothing there. And I realized I had to do something about it because I couldn't have been the only one searching and unable to find something. And that was when I started, um, once I finally got my groove and figured out what was working, I started my blog and then my Teachers to Teacher store. And I realized, wow, I'm not the only one who's struggling here. And I've, you know, interacted and collaborated with so many other SLPs in this journey that it's so inspiring to realize like, you know, we, we might be the only one in a building or even in a district, but we're not alone. We all have the same struggles. And um, I love everything about this journey that I've been on so far. So. Very cool. Very that's amazing. Cool. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a tough population to, to, mm -hmm. to work with. And just for you said, and I, that never even occurred to me because I work in a school where every student has autism. So there's not that like social stigma piece of like, oh, I don't want to go to the speech room because everybody in the school that I work at, I get speech, but that must be really tricky and, and you have to be extra fun. So that's more challenging than I initially realized it was. <laughs> Once you realize you had to like, you know, learn about Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever you needed to do to get through the day, done like it works so <laughs> and then and then and also fight with the administration to get your room away from the gym where <laughs> they can feel a little hidden and now now that i have the groove going my students love coming they get mad when i cancel they they realize that i'm a place where they can be successful they don't want and i also pull them out of specials that they don't want to go to oh, nice. i i am i'm i'm the savior for them yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you awesome. just have to get one of those. What is it? Did you hear that people actually get tutors for their children for Fortnite? Oh, I heard this. God. There are actual Fortnite tutors. So you we can, can be one. that tutor. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> could be the tutor or I don't know. I feel like I'll have to, I'll have to get one just to keep up with the Joneses because I have no idea what that is about or Minecraft or all of that. My kid was I don't know. Off. This summer I was learning some, there's like Fortnite dance moves or something. I'm like, I am ready for the new school year. <laughs> <laughs> That was like one, um, her family friend's son was teaching yes. the Fortnite dance. I'm terrible <laughs> at it though. <laughs> and I didn't even know until after we got together, my husband explained to me that that was from Fortnite oh. because I'm completely <laughs> clueless. I thought he was just dancing. Following directions, auditory memory, <laughs> think of all the vocabulary, all the speech lessons we can, you know, come up with, with, with them teaching us how to do these moves. We so need to be like... What would Hallie do? Whenever we're presented with a hard situation like that, what would Hallie do? How does she, like, how are those speech and language wheels turning? You can find a goal in anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> oh, oh, man.
Oh, oh. So what do you think your tips are for keeping your older students most motivated? Okay, so like I said, just tapping into their interests. If they're interested in Fortnite or they want to tell you about their weekend, if they, start out your session, start, like, just have them chat and, and, and have that rapport in the beginning of every session. Let them feel like they're coming into a room that is warm and inviting and you're there to listen. And yes, you, can, you, know, you want to have that you know, teacher-student boundary, but you also want to have that, I'm here for you. I want to, I'm, I'm someone who's willing to listen and we're not just jumping right into academics. Um, having some little bit of flexibility with them, they, it goes a long way. Um, and also just making them feel comfortable to take those challenges. We're going to be giving them, learning is hard for them. They've been struggling for so many years. They're embarrassed by it making them realize like they're not alone, that you have struggles too. I can't draw a straight line. I can't play soccer. I'm not good at Fortnite or whatever it is. Like, I don't know how to play all these video games. They know some things that I don't know how to do and showing them like, it's okay. Everyone has struggles and that's okay. Um, and I always start out my school year that way. We always talk about what, um, what is challenging for each other and what are things that people are good at. Everyone has different things and just reminding them of that all throughout the year. Um, but then also just breaking down the material to be successful. Use easier, lower lexiles on reading comprehension passages. There's so many websites out there, readworks.org, newsela.com, where you can break down different lexiles and pick the lower lexile. It doesn't have to be the reading level of the grade level they're on. Um, read to them. You don't have to have them reading. We're not reading teachers. Let's be real here. Um, using yeah. picture, right? Using pictures, using video, YouTube videos. It doesn't have to be just worksheets, reading, boring stuff. By throwing out different um, medias out there to help them work on these goals, they'll keep them motivated and they'll see success because they're not going to fight you on it too much. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's true. I feel like even there's so many things that can boost a, a student's confidence that doesn't necessarily have to be like their on level, grade level reading that can make them feel good about themselves. Isn't like the New York Times only written at like a fifth grade level or something? Mm -hmm. So I know I used to, in the past when I worked with, with students who, you know, um, had more reading comprehension goals, I would do the New York Times and they would feel so great. Like, oh my God, I've read an adult newspaper and, mm -hmm. you know, so... I agree with you 100%. It's all about finding what's going to be, you know, motivating and exciting for them. Exactly. Another thing that I really love, I mean, you're so creative in finding different media-like sources to keep it motivating, but you're really good about giving your students choices, too. And I think that's a huge part of it, like making them feel like they picked the activity and they were in control of it. Or I love it, too, when you'll have them clean up afterwards, too, and make it think it was their idea. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's the prize for winning my game. Yeah. Clean up. yeah. And that's why they're not upset about losing. Like, like I didn't have to clean up. Yeah, I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I know. She talked about the procedure tree. I was cracking up. That's great. Oh my goodness. But they all throw the cards at the winner. It, it, it's it's fine. <laughs> That's such a fun idea. I love it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, um, speaking of no prep activity ideas, what are your top five for the school-based SLP? There are so many, and I'm all about low prep because let's be real with high caseloads and crazy caseloads and just all the other things we have to do on as part of our job. We don't have time to like laminate five hours a night. Like I'm not doing that. You're lucky if I laminate five times throughout the year. So, 
<laughs> and photocopy machines are always broken. And a lot of times I've been told sometimes SLPs are not even allowed to use them or you have limited paper that you can use. I, I don't want to use ink as much. Let's, so I'm all about trying to find ways to use whatever you have in your therapy room to make it work. So one of my favorites is videos. I love using YouTube videos, whether it's playing it on my Chromebook that was given by my district or my phone and iPad. I've gathered students around my desktop computer in the corner of my therapy room, turned off the lights and pretended like we're having like a movie day. And we're all like huddled around like a small computer screen. But YouTube, they're motivated by YouTube, yeah. so why not use it? Um, yeah. And one of my favorite tools is um, edpuzzle.com. It's free if you have like a Google account, and you can easily store YouTube videos, and you can edit them, clip them down. You can insert video um, questions already in there. You can do voiceovers. So you can have everything oh, wow. prepped and ready. Do it once, and you have therapies planned for like a week. So I love it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So that was one. Uh, <laughs> two is um, I love dry erase markers. You can make anything more fun. Student, why do you have to always use a pencil? Like, I mean, you can use gel pens, smelly pens, but I love dry erase markers because you can use it over and over. If you do laminate something, it, you know, you can laminate a worksheet and use it over and over. And why not? It's just more fun than a pencil. Um, you can even use page protectors if you don't have, or um, yes. uh, dry erase sleeves. You don't have to laminate. Um, <laughs> but um, you can even write on your therapy table with a dry erase marker, which makes it, you can make a tic-tac-toe game, a graphic organizer, write, make a Venn diagram right on your therapy table, done. That's great. Yeah. Who, needs, who needs paper, right? Right. <laughs> save the trees. Save the trees. That's <laughs> funny you say that. Because, so today is the first day of school in Florida, and um, I was kind of like, hustling admin trying to get my paper and I got one um I got one ream left on my desk and, and I was just like this is, this is what, what what's happening with this like how far is this going to last me like okay so this is a fantastic conversation for me to have today double-sided works really well you can put it back into the, the printer flipped over um but then if you put it in the dry erase sleeve you have two worksheets two activities each side so true <laughs> um but you can use any make dry erase you can make like a target right on your dry sport uh, dry uh, table and throw something at the table to make a like a target and see how many points they get you can turn anything into a game with a dry erase marker um <laughs> uh let's see what other low prep things can i think of oh paper clips paper clips and a pencil or a pen becomes a spinner so they can spin oh my gosh yeah. i never thought of this <laughs> you can spin to see like how many points they get um you know make any give them any task card spin for points um they can spin for like a number of how many trials they're going to do for their articulation sound just take a random paper clip and spin <laughs> <laughs> i like that right. in the fidget spinners too because those never stop like everyone what? has these activities for fidget spinners i'm like mm, good luck with that one <laughs> 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 And I never know how, like, how to distinguish which one is the, I don't know, yes. the uh, sticker on what. Yep. And then the OTs like it, too, because it gives them some good fine motor practice as well. Ah, so okay. it's a win-win for all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're collaborating then that way. Um, what else can we do? Oh, I love using, like, catalogs that you get in the mail or supermarket uh, advertisements. Anything that, like, you get in the mail that you think is junk, save it because you can bring it in. 
And then students can just like look through the catalogs, find the articulation sound. They can look for adjectives. They can clip out and categorize and make collages. And all you have to do is just clean out your mailbox. Right? <laughs> That's so <laughs> true. Like I'm literally sitting here thinking of all the materials that I've been throwing away, standing in the mail, yeah. checking in. Like, why? Oh my God. Especially around like Christmas time, like I, I stock up and, and keep a pile in my therapy room. You never know, like come May when like I'm burnt out, just take out those catalogs. Who cares that there's Christmas colors and like whatever, just go shopping. Like tell the students like, I have a birthday party for my aunt Sally. She likes you know, the color red and, and like, let them look for something and like they have to remember it, they have to describe it, they have to explain why they picked. I mean, there's so many goals they can come up with just like a catalog. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we have like a little conference like this every morning before I go to work? <laughs> I feel like that would really help. Uh, you can take a picture of what would Hallie do in this situation. Hey, I've, I've used like I said at the speech retreat, I've used my coffee stop on the way to work and made, made therapy work. I grabbed my receipt from Dunkin' Donuts, a napkin, a, a stir, and a sugar packet. And I told my students, where did Mrs. Sherman go? Like, oh my gosh, that's great. I feel like I'm looking at everything like I never want to throw anything out again. Like, can I repurpose this cup? Like, what is oh, totally. it? Totally. <laughs> totally can. You can use any cups. Students can oh guess what was in that cup. You know, how did it taste? What did you do before that? What did you do after? Oh my gosh. This is where I'm Spring. bowing. I know. Right now, I'm <laughs> the sky is the limit when you realize you have no time to act. Like I said, I, I, I don't laminate that often as I should. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> All right. So I'm actually going to dive into my favorite topic because I'm looking for more tips and I feel like you're going to be my tip person to have them. But congratulations, you just had a baby girl. Thank you. Um, what has the transition been like? I'm always curious to hear that. And also, what are your tips for balancing work and being a mom? Because I feel like this is the thing that I have not at all figured out and I have to ask everybody who comes on our show for assistance with this. Well, thank you. I'll be honest. I'm not back at work yet and I am taking a little bit of time this, this time around. So I'm taking 12 weeks. So, okay. but, so I can't say what about I'm doing this time around. Yes. My last time with my older daughter, who, like I said, is uh, now four. It was tough going back. She was just under four months when I went back to work. But I will say the routine and the structure was really nice. I like, I, the first week back at work, I wore like dry clean only clothes, like jewelry, hanging jewelry, things that I wouldn't wear like home with a baby. Like, let me feel like a human. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the benefit of also working with older speech students. Like I didn't have to worry about my, yes. my dress for them. Um, but even like, it sounds silly, but I was having adult conversation going back to work, to work with kids. Like even just having lunch with, with mm -hmm. colleagues, it was nice to just have that outside routine and conversation and structure. Um, but my best tip is to not be hard on yourself. Like the laundry will get folded eventually. Um, pasta is dinner. It's fine. You don't need to be, you know, Rachel Ray every single day. It's not, gonna, it's okay. Like, and in this way you get, when you get home, you value that, that time even more. Like I, I, I found I needed that separation, um, to just really feel that structure. And 
Yeah, that, that's my best tip is just not be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I really need to hear that because I feel like I really am all the time. Just like I don't look at all the things that I do in a day. I feel like I look at all the things that didn't get done. But like if you count counted how much you do in a day, you know, it's pretty unbelievable. Um, but I feel like the getting the, the, the hardest transition for me was getting everybody out of the house. And it's still something we're struggling with six months later. My, my daughter turned six months last weekend. And uh, the first time the four of us left the house together, I was just like, okay, we're never going out again. We are ordering everything. <laughs> That's it. We're never leaving. <laughs> it's gotten better, but it's still, it's so hard. My goodness. I have yet to do a full outing, the four of us yet. So, I mean, my first outing, I think, was to my driveway. Like my daughter wanted to ride her scooter. I'm like, so we're going to just go to the driveway. We're not going to the park. Like you can just walk. Like this is enough for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say, I feel like it got better around like three and a half to four months. I started to feel more brazen. Like we can go to Target together and we can do things. And since then I've even managed to like bring both kids to the beach by myself and everybody survived. Like I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident now. Yeah, you even went back the second day. So I did. Wow. I went back. <laughs> you forgot something the first day because you're wrangling all the children. That's what really happened. Oh yeah, there's probably still stuff at the beach that belongs to us and I haven't even noticed. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Oh That's my fine. gosh. <laughs> um, so jumping into a different topic, what are your favorite tools to help you streamline your blogging, newsletter, and social media platforms? Because that is a whole other job in and of, of itself, managing all of those. It is. And if you, if you know anything about me, I'm all about shortcuts and low prep and what I can do to save myself a little bit of time. So I'm all about automating as much as possible using any programs out there that I can schedule things out ahead of time. This way it, I can appear that I'm working all the time, but I'm not really. Um, as long as I'm providing value, do you really care if I'm right there on Facebook at that exact moment? No, because you're always responding anyways. Yeah. Like you're always on top of it. <laughs> you know, I, I set scheduled times throughout the day or, you know, if I'm sitting watching TV with my daughter, you know, I can poke at my phone for a few seconds. It only requires one hand, especially now with the phone. Like you don't have to be by the computer all the time. Right. Um, but I also try to like batch out as much as I can. If I can take 10 pictures, you know, I might not be doing that therapy activity like when I'm posting. I might have done it three weeks ago because I, I took the picture three weeks ago, saved it on my phone for when I got to it. So does it really matter? I got to it eventually. <laughs> you got to see the therapy idea. Um, yeah. So I try to do as much as I can. Let me do as many blog posts as much as I can. Like I have my blog post scheduled out through October right now. Um, this way, I did it before the baby came, so I'm constantly uh, sharing ideas on my blog, but I'm not actually sitting there writing the actual blog posts when I'm in new baby mode, so. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what does your batching look like? Is it organized batching, or you're just like, okay, I have a free day today, this is when I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done, because we're having, I feel like we still yeah. have a hard time with that. <laughs> I always say I'm going to be really, really organized, and I'm not. It's more, what, what am I inspired by? What do I have, like, if I don't have the time, like, the brain power to write a blog post, let me just take pictures, or what, it's, it's a matter of what am I inspired by it at the moment. If I have a brilliant idea, I'm going to just keep at it. But I love using just even the notes app on my phone, like wherever I am, if I have an idea, I don't want to forget it. This way I just jot it down. And later on when I have an hour by the computer, I'll get to it before I forget that idea. So 
yeah that's perfect yeah, great mm-hmm. very so. cool um on to the lighter <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite show to watch on bravo right now so that's a tough one because i watch about every single one <laughs> um, and i do love all of the housewives i mean new york right now is pretty drama filled i i am loving it especially being a, a new york girl myself but i I have to say, I don't, I don't know if because it's summer and maybe because I'm not getting enough sunlight, I'm loving Below Deck. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that one. Yeah, I, 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 I got It's making me want to go to, like, Italy, Greece. Like, uh, I did that for my honeymoon, and I'm like, let me go back. I need sun. I want someone, like, pampering me. And, you know, I want a personal yeah. chef. But also the, the drama. I love it. I <laughs> what I love about Bravo shows is that, like, they're like so easy to do work or like whatever else it is that you want to do while they're on. It's not like you're going to miss a major plot point. So they're definitely a go-to of mine too. And now also getting into Housewives of New York, I need to know who your favorite New York housewife is. I am a Bethany fan. I have yes! to say. I am I a Bethany my... fan. I am team Bethany. I, I mean, I know she's being a little drama filled with Carol right now, but I mean, I heard Carol didn't sign up for next season, so <gasps> Bethany won, I guess. I don't no. know. Oh my I, I'm goodness. just saying, I heard that's rumor on the Bravo Street that Carol's uh, not coming back. Uh, <laughs> Bethany probably owns Bravo. Now. I know, really. You know what? I actually have a really funny Bethany story. All so, right, all right. So when I lived in Long Island several years ago, all of a sudden, like I don't know. I guess I, I was I used to do like a youth group, mm-hmm. and I did it with a couple other partners too. And I looked on my phone and I saw that Bethany Frankel was at Bookseller doing a signing. Oh, wow. And I was like the biggest Bethany fan back then when people didn't even necessarily know who she was. And I literally was like, I have an emergency. I have to go right now. And I just like left and I drove. <laughs> there was a lot of people there, I swear. It was, it was okay. Um, and I left and I drove to the Bookseller. It was like this rainy night and I was literally like... I don't know if you know that area, like speeding down those dark winding roads in like the trees in Huntington and like rushing uh-huh. to get there. And there's literally like so much traffic when you get there. I had to park the car like a mile away and I started running to get into Bookseller. And like then other people were behind me and saw that I was jogging and like the pressure was on. And then like they started running too. And eventually there was this like pack of women running down the streets in Huntington <laughs> to get to see Bethany. That's awesome. I'm going to you. <laughs> so I started like a marathon to get to see Bethany many years ago. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Oh my gosh. Fun fact my daughter, my older daughter, was born on Bethany's daughter's birthday. Really? Huge Bethany fan. But I'm a little sad about her and Carol drama because I was like all pro Carol running the New York City Marathon and oh, yeah. oh man. The whole texting thing, I was kinda of mad at Bethany about that. <laughs> like for being upset because I mean, you've got, done a couple of marathons. Like, the last thing you want to do is, like, text somebody back while you're running, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> get more no, time on your hands. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just dying over here. Let me text you back and tell you how bad it is. So true. <laughs> oh, man. It brings some good drama. And, and you can tell if I'm creating a, a TPT product while I'm watching Bravo, because some of the task cards will totally have the housewives' names. <laughs> Uh, totally like there's like a Teresa card you know 
There might be a Bethany. Uh, you can totally tell what I'm watching at the moment. It must be a table, right? Or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I still say, like, when I'm cooking, like, I still remember that episode was a long time ago when she was making the cookbook and she talks about, like, in her, how many ingredients is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I still, my husband and I still use that when we're cooking. Like, we don't have all the ingredients. <laughs> Oh, man. It's just good, mindless fun. If there's a stressful yes. day, yes. you yeah. can pour yourself a glass of wine and just watch some Bravo, you know? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So should we move on to our game? Yeah. So we got, I mean, I got the inspiration because I was watching Chopped Impossible on the Food Channel the other day. <laughs> Has anybody watched that? I have watched that. It was really <laughs> intriguing. Like, they have to take all these crazy ingredients and make something amazing out of it. So it was like, if anybody can make household items amazing, it would be Hallie. So this is called Speech Impossible. I love it. This is my type of game. <laughs> it is. It is. So you're going to have to come up with a creative way to incorporate random household items in therapy. So our number one item, and also I came up with this too because I helped my in-laws move yesterday and we were throwing out like old VHSs, old CDs. And so I was like, oh, this is so sad to get rid of all of this stuff. So we'll see what Hallie would have done with it because ours went in the dumpster. <laughs> if we would have had this conversation, I, I would have been there collecting it from yeah, the dumpster. Well, the <laughs> right, don't go dumpster diving. <laughs> this is why SLPs are known as hoarders. <laughs> all right. So number one, a CD case. Hi. Let's see. Okay. Well, if the CD is in there, you can guess what's on the CD. You can look in like most of the CD cases have um, like the lyrics or something right in the front cover. So you can take it out, look for the articulation sound. But say it's completely empty. Hmm. Oh, you can make your own CD to put in the CD case, like with paper, and they can create their own like song lyrics and things like that. And you, why not? I love it. Yeah. But it's just with paper, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like a simple craft. Or you can make a little, like, a circle spinner and put it yeah. in the CD case um, and have, like, That's two awesome. pieces of paper. <laughs> and, like, the top one could have, like, a slit. And they can, like, practice their articulate. It could be a little, like, a wheel. Oh, my gosh. That's thing. so good. I love it. Yeah. All and right. Protect, and it, it protects <laughs> it when they go home. But also the, the case is also dry erasable because it's plastic. Ah, oh my God, of course. See? This is like the perfect paper. I can't. <laughs> All right, an empty box. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it depends on the size of the box. If it's a big box, like if we went moving, you can like, like have the kids like grab markers and make like, they can make like a proper scenery or something. They can like get in the box. Um, if it's a small box, it can be like a mystery game. Like you can throw hidden objects and they can reach in and try to guess what it is and oh my gosh, give each other clues. Yeah. It depends on the size of the box. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's <are> great. <laughs> um, shopping bags. Okay, the plastic ones. You have the plastic ones. I always have those like, uh, I always have a stash in my therapy room, usually for garbage or if I need to like bring home like, you know, broken shoes or whatever. But, um, Oh, they can go on like little hunts around your therapy room. Like, like look for like objects with their sound and put it in the bag, bring them back to the table and share it. Um, so they can it. be like to gather items. They can be cool. one little nature hunt around the, I don't know, go outside. 
That's yeah. awesome. I love that, like, I feel like the average SLP, like, if we asked them this, they would give us, like, one idea, but Hallie's like, well, if it's an empty case, if it's a, if it's a <laughs> yeah. full case, if it's a large box, if it's a small box, like, you're just so filled with ideas. It's amazing. It makes a difference. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Birthday cards. Is it a filled birthday card or an empty birthday card? It was an empty. empty it's an empty birthday card. Like you just bought it from the store. Yes. Okay. So they can, you can say, let's pretend it's your brother's birthday. Like, let's write it so we can work on the sentence structure and the vocabulary and perspective taking, how they're going to react. Like, you know, if you write this or write that. If it is a filled card, if you like gathered like your birthday cards after your birthday, mm -hmm. they can, you can write thank you cards. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, you can try to guess who the person is, like the relationship the person is that gave you the card. Like, was it a fam, like based on like the tone of voice, like was it a friend? Is it a family member? Are they older or younger? I can do some guessing. Awesome. I love that. I know. <laughs> the vocabulary of the card, some of it's hard. Yeah. So. That's true. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Um, Broadway playbills. I feel like I have so many of these and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> well, a lot of them have ads inside of it. So you can mm -hmm. like go hunting for the, you can either rip them out because you might want them like, I don't, I don't know if there's anything inappropriate in there, but like you can do some like interpreting of the ads. Is it a good ad? Is it a bad ad? What's the vocabulary? Is it, what's the humor? Um, they can hunt for their articulation sound. They can, um, oh, aren't they like the, like the bios of the different character, the actors? They can read them and then like rate them. Who do you think is like going to be the best one based on the rating of the, oh the gosh, bio? Awesome. They can rank them or they can then write their own bio, like what, and add it into the, like the playbill. Like <sighs> I was that actor in that show. Boom. Oh like, my God, I love that. <laughs> that oh my gosh, that's great. Great. Uh, shampoo bottles. Hmm. I'm thinking like the mini ones from like, hotels sure. like you can have like a lot of them yeah. you can like predict if you put different items in the bottle like how it's going to shake and what noise it's going to make <sighs> is it going to be loud or is it going to be quiet um you can even put like mix you can even put like paint inside of it and then our projects but i don't do our projects it's too messy for me <laughs> um, but if someone likes crafts you can use it as like a craft tool but. awesome oh my goodness Great idea. so good all right, last one, um, a used light bulb. Hmm. I'm thinking like a prop, like I got instead, like that can be like your behavior management tool. Like instead of calling out, like put the light bulb on your head. Like I got, I know the answer. I had the idea, like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I literally was like, nobody's gonna be able to think of anything to do with a used <laughs> light bulb. Like, good luck. <laughs> Brilliant I'm idea. A prop. A prop. <laughs> I I'm literally going to get like unscrew a light bulb and bring it to work tomorrow for that <laughs> because I love that idea. Only if it's dead. Let's not waste light bulbs. <laughs> it's a bright idea. <laughs> <laughs> you could also even put them in like flashlights. Which one's going to be like brighter? I don't know. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh. That's a good idea. I can't even. Some people like put stuff in them too. Like they'll oh, open I've the top seen and those. Like yeah. make little um, 
terraniums inside of it. Yes. <laughs> Following directions. Uh, that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been so fun. This has been amazing. Thank <laughs> you so, so much for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us all these ideas. Yeah. I have to start writing them down so I'm like prepared for therapy this school year. <laughs> Just play this episode on your way to work and then you I'm have the idea. Like a weekly reminder. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is Take a picture. What would Hallie do? Right? Yes. yes. I already got a great quote from you, which was, you don't need to be Rachel Ray every day. So I'm going to be <laughs> quoting you on that. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, <laughs> oh Hallie, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon one yeah. day. You're amazing. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. And it was so nice meeting you at the speech retreat. And yeah, like, we'll have to meet next time you're in New York. Yes. <laughs> All right, Hallie. Until next time. Bye. 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 Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Hallie. We wanted to read our review of the week. This one is by Kim Renee SLP. She said... I just listened to the podcast with Rachel from Texas Speech Mom, and I'm still laughing about the creepy kid hands used for taking pictures of TPT materials. So funny. I love the podcast and can't wait to listen to more. I travel between two schools that are 30 minutes apart, so I'll have plenty of time to tune in. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review, Kim. And guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review. It's really important since we're just starting out, and it means the world to us. Plus, you might just get featured in our next episode.